Retro launch break. Retro launch break with Nick and Rick. Hello and welcome to Retro Lunch Break, the podcast. This is Wing It, episode two, where we just make things up off the top of our heads. Anything we want to talk about is free game for all. And today's episode, I have my co-host with me, Nick. Say hey. hi, Nick. Hey, how's it going? And joining us today is our additional co-host, is Eddie. Say hi, Eddie. Hey, what's up, guys? Yes, thank you so much for being here. Welcome back, Eddie. <laughs> uh, we're so glad to have you. Yeah, that's great that you brought back the NPR voice. Mm-hmm. I am going to be excited to have my boys back with me because now it feels like a total group and this is going to be a fun podcast. So as I've said before, this is winging it. So anything we want to talk about off the top of our heads, does anybody have a topic? Absolutely. I I didn't hear you guys talk about um, some of the latest games that I've been playing. Well, we would. I don't see how we would talk about those games if you're playing them, but go right ahead. Now, let's first off name a platform. Off What platform? I'm actually... Playing this one on both PC and the Xbox. Wait, what? Ooh. Yeah, it's at the same time. Is that possible? Not at the same time. <laughs> how do you How do you do that? Um, because of uh, Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft oh. is just awesome like that. Is it That's like really what it is? It's, it's, it's a, just Microsoft. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a saved share file, right? Like um, you can cloud. play off of a Vita and you can play on your PS4. Yeah. Right. Like cloud cloud saving. Yeah, kind of like right? cloud saving. Yeah. yeah okay. But this particular game actually isn't shared because it's not a cross platform. Um, I don't. Oh, what I guess is it? the it's uh, Outer Worlds. You're playing two yeah. different games of Outer Absolutely. Worlds at the same time. And let me tell you why. Okay, sometimes um, because my Xbox is upstairs, mm-hmm. you know, in in my room with yeah. my wife. Sometimes she wants to, you know, sleep <laughs> and not get bothered by the light from the TV. Oh yeah. So yeah. I go down to the PC. Nice. And uh, play the game there. Can I say really quick? Sure. It's it, the, the total opposite for me. Uh, my wife loves to have the TV on, and I'm like, oh, I want to go to bed. I just yeah. want the TV on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a TV on guy. TV on? Mm-hmm. Really? Nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Sleep mode, it goes off eventually. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know well, please, it's bad for you, but... Yeah. Uh, please, please, go ahead. Uh, continue. So uh, the game is The Outer Worlds, or is it Outer Worlds? Outer I think it's just Outer Worlds. Outer Without Worlds. The, yeah. Because uh, I've, I've seen commercials for it, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, Brian Cranston does the voice of the Moonhead guy. Does he? Because I, I sounds know. like It sounds like him, and I'm pretty good at, at identifying... I have any commercials of this. Uh, I, I've seen the commercials for it. It's okay. like a game where you can pretty much be anything that you want to be within this like sandbox world. It almost seems like Borderlands without rules. I want to be a squirrel. And uh, I think you can be if you, awesome. want to, if you want to. Now, I've, I've only had limited exposure to Borderlands, and that's the topic for another day. We are talking about Outer Worlds. So, Eddie, where would you like to start? Real quick, before you jump oh, in, can I ask oh, okay. you one question sure. about this? sure. Do you ever get confused based on which game you're playing, what you're supposed to be doing? Like, you'll jump into a game and you'll start running, like, oh, I, sh- I'm sp- I wanted to do this yesterday. And then you go and then you're like, no, that was on the Xbox upstairs. No. Okay. Because on the PC, I'm actually going through the story. Okay. You know, I'm actually trying to be a good guy. I'm trying to beat all the missions, you know, okay. do all the quests. And on the Xbox, I'm just killing everything. Nice. <laughs> so I don't get, I don't get confused. Um, I haven't played too much Borderlands, so I really? can't really... Oh. You know, relate too much, you know, with uh, with that game, oh, but it's completely I, different to me. It feels more like um, I don't you know if you've ever played play Fallout New Vegas. Oh, you guys ever like played Fallout New Vegas? Yeah, because it's the same oh, developer. No, I I know the story uh, of it. I never got to play anything below Fallout Four, but I know I know okay. the gameplay. I know the the story behind um, Fallout Vegas. Uh, New so, Vegas. New Vegas. New Vegas. Yeah, yeah. New Vegas should have been everything I loved in a Fallout game, and it just didn't work for me. 
Really? It, yeah, because yeah. it was it had a lot of the elements of Fallout One and Two, for like the leveling and the perks, and it took place in like you know the whole California Nevada area, and I don't know. There was just something about the game that when I started playing, it never quite clicked for me. So. I actually enjoyed that one. Uh, I did play it, and it's funny because I, I beat it, and then I played it again. As I was going to say, maybe I played, I played too everybody. much 3 right before that, so it wasn't different enough. I did the same thing. I, I also yeah, played, I played three, so much 3, and I enjoyed 3 a lot better than New Vegas. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But I still enjoyed New Vegas okay. enough to just keep you know playing it. So Outer Worlds is just same developer. It does have like this Fallout feel, but it's all in outer I guess it's, it's in other worlds in, in space, in the universe, okay. right? Um, the story, I guess. I guess this is basic stuff, right? The stories, you know, some. Well, you probably don't give me spoilers, right? I mean, no, it's all. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's it's just the base. The basic story is just you know some colonies. You know, we got into a ship, we went into space, and we started colonizing some some planets. Okay. Okay. And um, you start off uh, by somebody waking you up because you were in another ship that was also going to the colonies. Mm-hmm. And the ship, something happened, and it just got stuck, and you've been out there for years, and wow. the scientist finally wakes you up, and that, that's who you are. You're this person who just woke up from the ship, and the scientist wants you to help them, because there's this crazy things just happening in the world. Basically, oh, just okay. corporations taking over Oh, everything. that's cool. Wow, that sounds interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know okay. they're putting it out on the Switch either sometime next year. I'll probably just wait for that, because I'll play mm-hmm. anything on the Switch. Okay. Yeah. Um, then I, I'm curious. Wh- what about the gameplay? Do you like? I mean, what what about this game is making you play it on two different platforms? What do you enjoy the most? So it, it feels like Fallout to okay. me, right? It's kind of like playing like a Fallout game, and I love Fallout games, right? So it's a first person shooter. You know, you're running around, and they they have this feature where you can slow down time, which is kind of similar to what Fallout Four was doing. Uh, you mean the bat system, yeah, or the is, bat it, system. is it bullet time? Because it's, yeah, it's kind of like bullet time. Two different things. Yeah, because Vats is completely different yeah, than bullet time. Yeah, because yeah, Vats you get to target. Yeah, well, that target based it, on it, percentages. It, and Right, which is, if I'm not mistaken, that was their, um, uh, I want to say, not Bethesda. Uh, no, no, it was uh, New Interactive, right? Yeah, yeah. for Fallout one, 1 and 2, that was the combat system. Right, which is, it's, it was their take on uh, turn-based, mm-hmm. right? And when it, be, when it was transitioned to a first-person shooter, they incorporated that kind of turn-based. I'm doing air quotes right now up in the air. Uh, that tr- they interpreted that kind of uh, turn-based uh, combat system with the bats, yes. where you could, you know, pause, stop time, and take time to select what you wanted to do. And you had a certain mm-hmm. amount of points for your movement. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and in Fallout Four, they actually just slowed down time. It no longer paused. Oh, really? For Fallout Four. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's kind of oh, like right. the same. I kind of remember that guys. Remember that? Would st- even when you went into bats, guys would still mm-hmm. move towards, towards you, exactly. which I didn't. Yeah. So this is like, similar in Outer Worlds. It's it's just slowing down time, uh-huh. but you don't. You still get to aim and kind of like okay. pick parts. Like if you shoot them in the so face, like, they, get, that, they get blinded. What was that game um, that John Woo did? Something something Sunrise, Tequila Sunrise, or something like that. <laughs> a video game. There was a video game, and it was it had, it started. Oh, it had Tequila Time in it. I can't remember the name tequila of the game. Time. I wish I could remember the day, but basically it had, that was the first game to use that slow down bullet time that, or maybe like Max Payne, where that slow down bullet time where things would come at you, but you could still shoot and interact, but everything was going like slow so you can think it through. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, kind of like how yeah, Superhot works. Right? Back to the super Yeah, hot. super hot. yeah. We love super hot. Now, if I may ask, um, the in Fallout, the way they explained that bat system was through the inclusion of the, of the Pip-Boy. You got the Pip-Boy on your arm and it did things to mm-hmm. you that was allowing you to do that. Do they have some sort of explanation on how you can do this bullet time in um, 
uh, Outer Worlds? Yeah, basically because we've been frozen for so long, these are the effects of us coming out of this nice. frozen state. Oh, is that their connection? Yeah. So, like, you did like, some sort of, like, um, sleeping evolution sort of thing? Or I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. Cryogenic. Cryogenic. Evolution? Or I don't know. Yeah, but I know or when he wakes us up, he's damage. saying, you know, if we want to get everybody out woken up in the ship, they have to use, like, these special chemicals, and that's pretty much the whole game is you going out searching for these chemicals. Oh. So you're a drug so, dealer. In this case. <laughs> nice. Yeah, time. so, you know, something happened to you. Why Brian Cranston's in the well, I think he, well, I, as they show him in the commercial, he's like uh, some sort of uh, dealer. Because in the commercial, dealer, right? no, he just, he just says, he, somebody comes up to his shop and, and he says, uh, oh, what, what would you like? Uh, guns, Drugs. arms, uh, soap. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like there's some sort of joke there. I just don't understand. Uh, all right then. I think he just wants to keep saying <laughs> drugs. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, so then, anything else you want to say about Outer Worlds? No, that's that's the basics. I love it. I'm you love it. You're really it. enjoying I it. Finished it. Um, I'm still working up to it. I think I'm pretty close though. I'm quite close to question for you. You got it originally with Game Pass, correct? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> would this game, from looking at it, would you have bought it beforehand if you didn't have Game Pass, or was this one of those like? happily stumbled across it because I have Game Pass. No, I would have bought this. Okay. I would have okay. bought this. But I will say that I didn't really know about this game. I think they kept it under wraps for such a long time. It was just kind of like the surprises. Oh, this just came out, you know. Because I was more interested in trying to get into Fallout 76, maybe. Because they've been improving it with... Improving it by making you pay $100 yeah, a year. Yeah, and I was like, no, okay, <laughs> yeah. really, I'm good, I'm good. Instead so, of giving you more content, just take on... Just, we want to take your money. Yeah. So instead yeah. of giving that a chance, I heard about Outer Worlds, and it happens to be on Game Pass. Yeah. So I just started. Wait, does your Game it. Pass also apply to your PC now? Yes. Okay. They have the beta version. Yeah, I know they have the beta. I just wondered if it was the same one or a different subscription service. No, it's the same That's one. Really nice. Yeah, that it's, it's the same one. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was pretty lucky actually because I had paid sixty dollars for one year full, mm -hmm. like a couple of months ago. I remember. I think maybe like in March. Yeah. And at some point, they got this offer of paying one dollar. To upgrade to Game Pass for for the rest of your yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be for like a month or yeah, two yeah but it had actually extended it till my gold expires once again yeah. drugs now they have you their hooks in you <laughs> the first sample is free now you're going to pay through the nose to keep your Game Pass yeah and I'm I'm going to keep paying I, yeah. I think I'm going to keep what is it I, annually do you so know much. what it is not uh, I think it's like fifteen dollars a month so okay how much is it like times twelve whatever that is I'm like terrible hundred and eighty dollars a year. Yeah. yeah. That's the price of three games. Pay. Price of three AAA title games. So if you're planning on buying three or there's three games on here you you play, paid for itself, I guess. No? No. I'm just I'm just enjoying it. I love it so much. I did yeah. see when we when we had that thing and you um, that event and you brought in your Xbox with all those games you had downloaded, the amount of games that are on Game Pass are insane from old Xbox One games all the way up to new stuff. It's pretty cool. It is a pretty cool idea. Oh, Game Pass. That's the rental no, system, No, it's not right? rental. It's you pay a monthly. It's like Netflix. It's it's Netflix for video games, pretty much, through Xbox. And $15 a month, you get any games you want to download and play until you're done. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds pretty nice. It is. So that means that you don't have to buy any title. No. Title, you just play. And they've been throwing some pretty heavy hitters up there. I mean, Outer Worlds was a big one for them. They put Gears of War 5 on their day one release. How can that be? They took well, to the be hit fair, in the foot. First party, their first party, right? their first they're in-house developers. Yeah, so Microsoft took the hit on sales for Gears yeah, of War 5. Uh -huh. 
knowing that so many people would get Game Pass for this or already had Game Pass. And I remember them reporting Gears of War 5 being like the most played Gears of War game to date by oh, numbers okay. because they could do it by, you know, number of downloads versus number of sales. Wow. So they got everyone playing Gears of War 5, but they didn't make a huge profit. But what they did was they really sold you on the idea of Game Pass. That, that sounds like a steal. I mean, uh, to get a, a game like that day one where you don't have to pay, you know, what, $59.99 for yeah, a brand new title. The yeah. cool thing, too, is it's not like, oh, it came out Tuesday, start downloading it. You can pre-download these games. They give you like a week in advance to preload these games. So at midnight, it unlocks and you can go. Wow, that sounds great. Wow, yeah. this, this is an Xbox, Microsoft mm-hmm. only type of thing? Yes. The PlayStation doesn't the PlayStation have PlayStation has a version of it, too, right? Oh, yeah, but it, I don't know how good it is. Um, and or if it's even still active or successful. Oh, I w- I'm sorry. I was confusing that with Gamefly. Gamefly is the rental yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Gamefly. Yeah, it Gamefly. just came to me. Is that yeah. Still around? Yeah. Yes, it's really still bad around. commercials. Like they're like set in the Wild West, and then <laughs> one guy comes in on a horse. He's like, "Oh, Billy stood no chance against Clyde. He had played over three thousand games on Gamefly, and they're like playing video. It's the weirdest commercial though." <laughs> that was pretty much word for word for the commercials. Great yeah. job there, Nick. Great job. Uh, okay. Uh, anything else uh, you played uh, recently, too? Is it just Outer Worlds that you want to talk about right now? Uh, no, I mean, I've played other games. Um, I, I'm playing the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare with my brother. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, the one That's you cool. showed me on so, the phone, right? Exactly. Yeah. Finally. No, no, not on the phone. This yeah. is just on consoles and oh, PCs. Oh, yes, yes. I remember you what showing me this one, yeah. PlayStation. Yeah, I was and I'm on the Xbox. I'm, so I'm glad that you brought that up because finally Sony took their head out of the sand and they were like, "Hey, this crossplay thing, this is real. We're gonna jump on board. We're no longer gonna be like, you can't. No one can play with PlayStation people. Your friends should have a PlayStation." Yeah, Sony was a big, big against cross-platform forever, and they recently, finally opened it up because Microsoft and Nintendo had done so well together. And uh, Microsoft, you know, being Xbox, PC, and Nintendo for a lot of games can cross-play. And it really helps games, and it really helps indie developers want to put their games on yours because now they don't have to worry about buying, getting a market share because if they get enough market share of everyone, everyone can play together, their servers stay full. So it's helpful. But Sony was always really against. They would not play. They wouldn't come. People, you know, approach Sony. Companies would approach Sony about, hey, we want to do cross-platform like Rocket League did at one point. And Sony's like, no, nah, we're good. We got enough people playing Rocket League on PlayStation 4. But eventually they came around. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That's good now news. you can play Minecraft with everyone in yeah. the world. Yeah. Wow. Other games and a lot of the free-to-play online games that come with the consoles now, yeah. you can now play with people from other consoles. It's pretty cool. Hmm. It does have its, you know, its bugs. Yeah. But... It's still it's good. It's good to have it because that's that's how I get to play with my brother and his friends. They're all on the PlayStation, but every once in a while, for some odd reason, I start having issues connecting with them. Oh, like they'll stay weird. together in yeah. the lobby, but I I would be you know the oh. one that gets kicked out every. I wonder time. if it's that game only, or if it's all games. That's let me yeah. know when you play other games with them. Now okay, that you can. Yeah, hopefully yeah. The, you know I'm kind of hoping other games in the future wow, keep okay. doing this yeah. so I can just keep playing with them. You know. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, I've been playing this game recently called uh, The Last Station. Hmm. What about? Never heard of it. Yeah, it's like a, I guess I'm like a, what is it, like a train uh, engineer guy. I'm, I'm driving a train. Okay. Right, and I think something's happening every time I go to like a different station. People are like sick, or people are dying, and pretty much turning into zombies. I believe something's happening. Okay. I don't know if it's zombies. They, don't, they haven't explained it yet, but they kind of look like zombies, and cool. huh, the. Okay. Um, the style of the game is 
is uh, what did they call it? Two um, D side scrolling. Yeah, two D mm -hmm. side scrolling. Yeah. Okay. Where are you playing this on? On the, on the, the Xbox. PS4, or Xbox. Yeah, on the Xbox. I I had a PS4, and uh, I, I ended up uh, selling it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. it's kind of tough, you know, to be paying for Xbox Live and then PlayStation Network and then you yeah. know this. And once I found out that Call of Duty was going to be cross-platform, I said, you know what? The only reason why I even got the PlayStation was to play with my brother, and we were playing the Call of Duty Black Ops. 4. Okay. So. I was like, okay, this is good to go out the door. Wow. That's yeah. Cool. Okay. Wow. Nice. Yeah. So I'm saving money on not paying for two different subscriptions. Yeah. Yeah. That's after the Switch came out. I wasn't playing my PlayStation 4 as much. I canceled my PlayStation Plus because it was like, why? I'm not using this to its full extent. Yeah, yeah and I wasn't using it that much yeah. either. I just kept the console just because I knew there were going to be games eventually. I'll go play like Spider Man and God of War. And one day I'll play Last of Us. <laughs> oh yeah, when yeah. that comes out, that, yeah. isn't that no, no, no. the PS first one? Oh, you haven't played the first no, one? No, I haven't. Oh, I have, wow, the, I have okay. the remaster. I got someone gave me a digital yeah. code for it. I downloaded it on my PlayStation Four, and I know this is terrible because every time I tell people this, they get really angry with me, <laughs> and like it looks like they want to murder me. I haven't, I haven't booted it up and played it yet, and I've had it on there for like over a year. Well, I get I upset because the game is. It's I hear amazing. that too. I, hear. I haven't played that one either. Yeah. I, although yeah. I don't have a copy of it though, but yeah. uh, I, I hear that as Yeah, well. I hear great things about it and I want yeah. to get the time, but I just know that right now, if I start playing it, I'm not going to finish it and it's one of those mm. games that when I started, I want to be able to complete it. So I'm trying to find the right time. To start that's, the, that's the one that uh, Ellen Page did the, yes. the the voice acting, right? Yes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ellen Page, no, you don't no, recognize. No, actually, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, Ellen Page, uh, rather Juno, famous actress. Uh, I don't know what she's been she in recently. Was in Juno. Gosh, I don't know about recently. Yeah, recently, I don't know. Yeah, Juno is a big one. She was in. The, um, I know she's Whip in this it. really it's weird. A movie. Oh yeah, Whip It. Yeah, she's in this really weird movie called Hard Candy. Um, I don't know. With uh, yeah, um, gosh, uh, yeah, okay. She sounds Ellen so Page. familiar, but I just can't. Sure. I'm just trying to think of other things that you might know her from movies, but I can't. Okay. Oh, she was in the, the the remake of Flatliners. Oh, I did see she that. Was, actually, she was the main. She, was she the the main the main character, the, the main, main doctor lady, the the shorter, smaller, more tomboy really looking. Yeah, who was really into the research. Yeah. and she was the one that was going under. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, so that's Ellen Page. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe we can use that to a nice segue into movies. How about oh. movies? Have you seen, because we, in the last one, we, we talked about movies, but Eddie, uh, did, have you seen anything recently um, that you might want to talk about? Uh, no, I did listen in yeah. to the uh, podcast. You guys were talking about the Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. What do you feel I, about I, it? I, I've only seen the first three episodes. Right. Um, I'm enjoying it. Right? It. Isn't I, it? It's so... Uh, it's, no spoilers, right? Yeah, yeah no, I can't, I can't really... Spoilers. Oh, my yeah, God. Okay. Really there, was a, there was a scene, yeah. to not spoil it, but it, I just wanted to it's like, like happy days, like, oh my god, I can't believe that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's very, it, it hits you in a different place. It's very much a nostalgia, like, oh, I'm a Star Wars fan, this is so exciting, <laughs> yay. It's, it's a unique show in that way. It's not like, I'm not going to sit here and defend the show and be like, oh my god, it's the most amazing show, Game of Thrones. Yeah, level. that's true, that's true. It's uh -huh. not there, but it's such a good show. It's so, like, today's, today's Friday, and I'm going to go home and watch it again, <laughs> just like last week. And last week's episode was really fun. Because it was a last week's episode was more of like a hey guys you remember this is in the Star Wars universe you haven't watched it episode I think it's like episode six or five okay. oh, it's episode five 
Uh, last last time we last did a podcast, it was episode five that was releasing. Yeah, and six so. was today. Yeah, so it was episode five. And episode five is very much like, hey, guys, these are all places that you know. Look at these. You've seen these before. And it was just really nice and like, yeah. It was cool. Okay, yeah. okay. Times. I can't, yeah. I can't join in this conversation one bit. You haven't even started to watch it? I don't have Disney+. Plus and, That's your first mistake. And, exactly. <laughs> right? And, yeah, and, no, and, well, here, get ready for my second mistake. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Star Wars. That's I, okay. Yes, that's kind of expected. If you thank you. The thank you. That if you was... weren't the moderator on this podcast. Oh, right. I'd be booted out, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Come on, it's Rick. It's yeah. expected. Thank, yeah. thank you. It's I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. I'm sorry. But okay. All right then. Um, no. Okay. So movies. Um, Mandalorian. Um, video games. I think video games, um, Anything. Anything new? Yeah. This week. Actually, yesterday, they put out the new NES and Super Nintendo games for the Nintendo Online service. Oh, okay. Yeah. They put out uh, Crystallis. <gasps> no way. Yeah. I've always wanted to play that. It's there now. Journey to Silius, which was originally supposed to be that Terminator was, 2. Yeah. Yeah, that game was really difficult and really fun. And then for the Super Nintendo, they put out four games. Breath of Fire 2. Ooh, that's uh, a great title. Kirby's All-Star Adventure, which is like a bunch of Kirby mini games mixed into one. Then they put out Star Fox 2, which was only ever released before on the Super Nintendo Classic. Now it's on the online service. And Super Punch-Out, which... I hold near and dear to my heart for a multitude of reasons. Didn't we play that on our channel? We haven't played Super Punch Out yet. We, we, we played. We, we played regular Mike Tyson's Punch Out? Yes. I want to say yes. Or, or no, we, no. We, we used the Nintendo online version, so it was uh, just Punch Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just Punch just Out. Punch yeah, out. just to yeah. kind of show off when we did our. It came out that month, and I yeah. just played it for a minute. Yeah. yeah. So we did play that, but this is Super Punch Out. Um, since we're in December, I mean, I feel okay, you know, talking about this stuff. Super Punch-Out is one of those games that I received for Christmas that meant a lot to me one year. So it was that and Donkey Kong Country I got in the same Christmas. So I hold those two games to a different standard of, like, nostalgia love. Okay. Both, to me, I think are fine, decent games. None of them, they're not. They're, they're like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing thing. Even though Donkey Kong Country at the time was revolutionary and it was rare, <laughs> who was an English developer at the time doing something that not a lot had been done in that field of, like, outside of Japanese developers. But those are just games I hold near and dear to my heart. So to see Super Punch-Out on there got me really excited. I never yeah. played that one, actually. I did play yeah. the Donkey Kong Country Yeah, That was really fun. Um, I've never I never had a Super Nintendo, so I didn't have uh, And we played Donkey, Donkey Kong But we did Country. play it. Yeah, you had me play it recently. Yeah. And eventually, at first I was like, okay, this isn't my cup of tea. But then we got to the rail uh, level. Yeah. Rail, rail cart. And I was like, I was like, okay, this is fun and challenging and frustrating. And oh my gosh, yeah. why am I playing this? And now I can't stop. The, the living rocks, the on-off switch where the, the rocks come to life. Oh, yeah. And then you have to turn on the green light uh -huh. for them to, or sorry, you have to turn on the red light for them to go back down, and then the green light comes and they move really fast. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's all these things, and the game just gets better as you go into it. But yeah. Yeah, it was uh, something that was a lot of fun. I, I could yeah. see how that would be really, really uh, a lot of replay value when you're younger mm -hmm. and you have, you know, just a select few titles on a console. And there wasn't a lot like it at the time. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. now you've seen everything that's been done in that game, but at that time there wasn't really those kind of mechanics mm -hmm. in a lot of games, especially for Super Nintendo mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Sega Genesis. Did we have save points by then? There were saves. There was we did not, have, right? There were saves in the game, so you would have to get to Candy. Okay, okay. Because um, I remember being in yeah. uh, Candy Kong's house, and then you would jump in the barrel, and it would save your progress because yeah, it, it was a long game. It was like yeah, it, did. Mm -hmm. it was like uh, Super Mario World length. 
So it was that same okay. kind of game style. Yeah. Uh, I will say, since you brought it up, yeah. and even though to contradict what I just, what I did just say, yeah. even though I did not have a Super Nintendo, I did play Breath of Fire, uh, Breath of Fire Two, and that is a great title. I don't know if uh, you've played Breath I've never of Fire, played two. I've Breath of Fire three. Two, only three. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. I've, I've never even heard of this. Title. I have one um, and two on the online shop now for the Super Nintendo. Yes. I will go back and play them. It's just once again, RPGs take a long time. Yeah. So thank you, uh, Nick. So, okay. so they're RPG titles, um, Breath of Fire and Breath of Fire Two, and I've I've played them up until. Um, Four. Uh, then, then after that, it goes to a quartet. I think is the name of the title, and it was a, like a really big, drastic change. I think that was on the PlayStation Two, and unfortunately, I never got to play that one. Um, but yes, I have played uh, uh, two, three, four, and um, uh, two. Two is a really great title because you have a, a huge cast of characters. They have this really cool morphing system where you can combine. You, you, throughout the world, you would find um, these shamans of various elemental properties. And, um, and also you had a, a town that you could actually contribute. It was like a side quest that you can actually contribute and develop. And if you did, you would eventually unlock this ability to meld two of these shamans with the character and make a brand new character. And they had so many different variations. It was really, really cool. I've played that, that title probably a couple of times now. I remember playing it when I was younger, uh, not really knowing you know, much about... Uh, RPGs on, in, in the Super Nintendo era, but I did play uh, Breath of Fire, uh, the first title as well, and I played that one all the way to completion, and uh, Breath of Fire 2 all the way to completion, and that one, uh, that one's like one of my favorites, uh, Breath of Fire 2, yeah, and it, um, to, to bring off the top, uh, just, or just to mention that uh, one, of the, one of the characters that you have in, in uh, Breath of Fire 2 is, um, is a cat-like warrior character. So it was like that was an immediate selling point for me on that title. Uh, you, well, you get to have an army, uh, you know, a party, a party yeah. of set characters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Breath of Fire, Breath of Fire Two, uh, that's cool. That's cool. That's that's on the, the yeah. Breath of Fire was a release title for a Super Super Nintendo on the in Japan. No, 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 no. On on uh, the online system. And oh, on the Switch, yeah, on the Switch. It, was, yeah. it was included. It was included in like the ten original titles. Twenty. 20 sorry. Yeah, the twenty titles. Yeah, Breath of Fire was there. Thank you. Oh, yeah, okay, Breath of Fire was there. Yes, yes, I would totally recommend just, it. Yeah, they just released that. Uh, they two. they actually do have some sort of a sequence connection to each other. Yeah. It seems like in four Breath of Fire four there was like a a really big drop in the tie into the rest of them, but the um, between three and and one. It's got a really good story. Uh, the first story is really, really good if you really want to have like a good like uh, a kid that's that's put into a world that where everything is against him, and he rises up and he fights for good. Really great, yeah. Uh, gosh, yeah, I love that title. Uh, wow, so cool! Yeah. Exciting to hear about that. And uh, Crystallis too. I've always wanted to play that title. Yeah, I don't know a, if you played it. I've I've played it as an adult. I never played it as a kid, so I have no like nostalgia memory for it. I played it as an adult and. It's fun. I'm just I'm still getting used to what I'm supposed to do in the game, but just the holding yeah. the charge attack mm -hmm. is really cool, and mm -hmm. it just it seems like something I'll really get into. I picked it up last night. Last night, sure. Yeah, because it came out yesterday. Last night, I picked it up and played for like five minutes, and I was like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna come back to this. What, for what sure. kind of game is that? It's like so, a top-down adventure game. Okay. Kind of like Legend of Zelda, but made by SNK, so not as doesn't have like the Nintendo polish. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not a bad game. It's just. It's just a little more clunky than like a first yeah. party Nintendo game would be yeah. just to be honest. Like, I remember yeah. trying that when I was younger and I, I couldn't figure out where to go outside of like the start of the game. I and just came into that. Like I played for five minutes, you go out to the gate and then the first cave you find it takes you to a room where yeah. nothing's yeah. there. And yeah. I'm like, 
okay, now I have to go back and figure this out. And so yeah. that's where, and then I was like, I'll pick this up later. Uh, just to add to that, where uh, it's a great story of you know pre-internet days. Um, when I had tried that when I was younger, um, back in high school, I had I had, uh, had a friend who had, who I had mentioned that I played this game before, and I told him exactly the same thing. Whereas I didn't know what to do, and he's like, he's like, oh, you're supposed to do this. Like, how did you not figure it out? He actually explained to me you know, what to do at the beginning of the title of the game, you know, and, and uh, I, what I'm just trying to bring up now is it's nice to have that a moment of like that where, you know, I didn't have the internet to look it up. Uh, luckily, I brought it up what, to a that's friend. That's what video games used to be. It used to be like that, yeah. You used to go yeah. talk to people at school about, about it. what you were doing and mm -hmm. if they knew it, it just became this whole social aspect yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. Or you pick up the game guide. I, yes. didn't, <laughs> I didn't have game guides, unfortunately. Um, I, only had a, I only had a handful, but none of them had anything about Christos, unfortunately. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, but that, that, that was a really cool title. I'm looking forward to hoping, hopefully giving that one a try. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also this week, for me, this is totally a me thing. Um, Yacht Club Games finally released their last chapter in the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, The King of Cards. You have been waiting for that for for so long. I always play, like, so I love Shovel Knight. Yeah, um, that you game have not is stopped phenomenal. talking about that. I will never stop talking about Shovel Knight. Yeah. That was my game of the year, whatever year it came out, as just best platformer. That game was just so good. It was such a well-crafted game. And then they put out the Plague Knight uh, chapter, which was good. Uh, but it was their first attempt, it felt like, at adding a character. So the levels were slightly altered, but it still felt like you were playing the same game through as a second person. But then they put out the Spectre Knight one, Spectre of, or Spectre of Torment chapter, where you played a Spectre Knight, and they redesigned all the levels and the story for him. And so the game played completely different. And now in the King of Cards, you're playing as King Knight. And once again... They've created the levels. The levels look familiar, like, oh, you're going to go run and talk to Plague Knight or fight Plague Knight. You're in his castle. So the level feels like the graphically the same, but every room is so unique to King Knight's actions, and it's really fun. And there's a weird card game in it that they added into it. The whole point of the King of Cards is King Knight is going to become the King of Cards. There's like this card, Joust, I think it's called Joust Cards. Is the card game in there? I've only played it for like hour so I can't quite remember but basically there's four tiles and you're just moving cards around and you're trying to collect the most gems I'm not going to go into the aspects of the card game yet but you're trying to become the champion of that to prove yourself as something as King Knight and I think this is the story of how King Knight becomes King Knight in his castle as he wins this story and gets it but that's just my speculation are, because are he these, doesn't have his castle. Are you single player? These are single-player single games. Player yeah. Player they also yeah. did with it release a multiplayer four-player battle game like a, a 2D fighting game uh -huh. um, for the Shovel Knight universe with it. So if you would own the Treasure Trove before, which is the Shovel Knight package, all the DLC is free. You can buy them individually, but if you okay. own the package, if you buy the one game, you get all of the games. And if you've never played it and you like 2D platformers with solid controls and just so good, it's one of those games where, real quick, sorry, I know I've studied a lot of time on this, but it's one of those games where when you die... You're never like, I feel cheated. You feel like, I messed up. Ooh, and to yeah. me, that shows the quality of good level design is the fact that I never feel like, oh, well, they put that there just so I would get hit and it hit me off screen so I would die. No, it's like, oh, I, I second-guessed myself and I should have jumped further. It's always, I'm the one who messed up, not the game, which is really a nice thing. That's what I like about the game. Huh, I'm really excited yeah. to see what they do after this, too. I'm going to finish it, beat it, and then see where Yacht Club Games goes because they're not supposed to... Unless they do a sequel to Shovel Knight, the Shovel Knight Kickstarter, this all started mm -hmm. as a Kickstarter, and this is their last stretch goal. That's it.
they fulfilled everything they promised from their Kickstarter of five to seven years ago. Yeah. Is this available on all platforms? All or? platforms, yeah. everything. Okay. Yeah, you can get it from the 3DS all the way up to the current gen console. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah, 3DS, Wii U, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, PlayStation 4, <laughs> Xbox wow. One, Nintendo Switch. I'm sure I'm Vita. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting something too. Like they put this game everywhere. Wow, geez, that's that's what spanning five years mm-hmm. and so many consoles and handhelds. Yeah, that's amazing. It's yeah, it's a really fun game. Yeah, yeah. I know you're a big fan of that title, yes. and I know you've been waiting for this a long time. I am. Yeah, yeah, I have been. And they're also putting out Amiibos, which I don't know if I'll be able to get my hands on because it's like thirty bucks or thirty five for three Amiibos. Three Amiibos. Oh, for three. Okay. Plague, Spectre, and King Knight. I already oh. have Shovel Knight, the Amiibo, because that was a cool story where Yacht Club wanted an Amiibo and went to Nintendo and was like, hey, we want to put out an Amiibo. And Nintendo's like, fine, but we're not licensed. Like, it's not, it's a, it's not a licensed one. So it, it's a licensed one. Sorry, we're not going to do it in-house. Here's our vendor. So Yacht Club Games actually went out and paid the money to get the Shovel Knight Amiibo produced. Nintendo did distribute them into the stores and they went on the shelves with Amiibo. So if you pick up the bottom of Amiibos, they usually say Nintendo. The Shovel Knight's the only one where you pick it up. It says licensed by Nintendo because they had nothing to do wow. with the actual production of it. Huh. This was something that they wanted to do. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so it's, so it's like a small little unique amiibo in its own right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shovel Knight. There's a board game too. There's a Shovel Knight. It's not in um, in in Smash. Yes, it's a trophy. He's an assist trophy. Oh, he's a trophy. I wanted him as a fighter. That would have been awesome. I think you can also dress up, dress up me as Shovel Knight, possibly. Oh, okay. Possibly, but I know he's in a sister. Oh, yeah, because now that we're talking about Smash, I just remember that little knight looking character, but that's not no, no, Shovel Knight. He's blue, he has horns. Meta Knight, oh, Meta Knight, yeah, Meta Knight's awesome. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't play Kirby, but Shovel Knight, I mean, Shovel Knight's been in so many indie games, like a ton of indie games. Shovel Knight is just in, they'll add him to all these indie games, like from fighting games like Brawlalla, I think it's called, to just other. Ones you'll be in there, and Shovel Knight will just be placed in there for whatever as a character you talk to or as a playable character. He was in Blaster Master Zero as a playable character. Really? And so was Shantae. Oh, really? Yeah. So they had modes of it where you could play, you could buy them and play as Shantae or Shovel Knight. Wow, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Neat. Yeah. I don't know who that Shantae is. Shantae. Shantae is from a 2D platformer. Uh, she's been. I think her first she's debut was from. Uh, well, she, she was a genie. Uh, yeah, well, through the course of the gameplay where, where she was a genie, she loses her powers, and then uh, right now she's half a genie. Yes, yeah, she's a half um, genie hero. I think she, I think she first came out in a Game Boy Color mm-hmm. game yeah. title uh, from WayForward. I think it's always been with, with WayForward. I'm pretty sure it's been yeah. WayForward, too, the whole time, or the company that they were before they were WayForward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it's it was been, a Game Boy Color game was the first one. Yeah. And then they've gone up. It's all small indie games, but mm-hmm. they're, they're really fun. Yes, a lot of fun. I had a uh, uh, pirates, risky, risky boots, pirate uh, one. Gosh, I can't remember yeah. the name of the title. Yeah, of it. I can't remember the name. I know the one. I have the one after that. The one where you can actually, I think, is it half genie? Half genie here. The one where yeah. you can turn into the creatures. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the most recent one. Yeah, now. yeah. I, I'm hoping to get my hands on that one because yeah. like, there's been a lot of games that've been going on sale. Yeah. Uh, and actually, a lot that of that game uh, goes on sale quite a bit. You uh, just have to find it. Yeah. yeah. It's usually like fifty percent or more off. So. Yeah. Hopefully, I can get my hands on it. Those those are really fun titles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm laughing a little bit yeah. over here because you guys triggered uh, Britney Spears' 
Just hearing Genie, I was like, No, that's Christina Aguilera. Is that Christina Aguilera? Yeah. No. I don't even know who sings it. But just to bring it up, are you surprised that I was able to correct you on that? Yeah. You were surprised? No, no, not surprised, actually. Okay, yeah. No, I was not surprised. Yeah, you're not surprised. Yeah, I'm poking fun at myself. Anyways. so Does this mean you're Christina Aguilera fan? I am a fan of anything. Of anything. Of anything, yes. Uh, anything from any <laughs> age. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in, I'm in jail. I like it here. Uh, gosh, I, I wish I could remember the name of the band right now. But yeah. It's uh, like Way, Way Not or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah something along those lines. Yeah, which, which okay, so so to bring up a little story, so I played that song for Nick because um, I thought that you would it was something that you would like. Yeah. Um, which is a song I've heard, I think I originally heard it from a movie called Pump Up the Volume with uh, Christian Slater. Uh, which is again a movie that seems like nobody ever knows. Nope, I've never seen yeah, never no, heard of it. no, but, but like it's, it's a movie that I, I love. It's it's a really great movie about how uh, Christian Slater, uh, Christian Slater's character runs an indie um, um, uh, radio station, and he goes on at night and he starts just talking about everything and anything that's on his head, and he starts saying a lot of things about how um, he acts in a way that he would never act in his own his own personal life. In his own personal life and going to school in high school, he's really quiet, reserved, just, just keeps to himself and does nothing. And it's a kind of like it's kind of like uh, Footloose, but in terms of a radio station. I was going to say, it's kind of like our podcast. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> we're quiet and reserved, mm. and then we come on here and we're... Ah, okay. That went way over my head. <laughs> I, that was directed right at your head. Yeah, I know, but I didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, all right. Another thing. Full disclaimer. I'm slow. All right. So, anyways. Uh. So, anyways, in that in that um in the movie, he plays a lot of songs, and one of them is uh the the your initial song from the Vandals or Descendants. Oh. Is it Vandals or Descendants? We we had this. Conversation oh no! Yeah, we did. It's not the yeah. Vandals. It's got to be the Descendants. It has to be the Descendants. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, yeah. Uh, so that's a really great song. And but he plays another song where this where the guys the, in the song he's he's calling his dad from from jail. And the way he speaks, he goes, "Hello, Dad. I'm in jail. I like it here. <laughs> Happy, birthday. Happy birthday!" Yeah, it is just a really I'm weird song. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's a really weird song. It just, it's not it's not a particularly good song, but it's enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is a good point of the whole spectrum of everything that I like because I like everything, and that's something I will listen to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You just reminded me of about movies. Uh, you know, we didn't talk about the Steven Universe stuff. Remember we were kind of oh, planning yes, yes. about that? Yes, yeah. thank you. Uh, we ended up watching those movies. Did you? Yeah. you ended up watching I didn't too? finish Steven didn't Universe. Finish? No, I still have wow. Steven Universe. Steven Universe, yes. Okay. Um, okay yes. And what was the other one? Uh, Invader... Invader Zim. Oh, yeah, Invader Zim. Invader Zim, really yeah. Good. So, Invader Zim is something that Nick knows a lot about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to say that I, I know a lot about Steven Universe. Well, I, I can say that I love Steven Universe. I, I love this whole animation, this whole story, the movie, and the, it's been brought back recently with a brand new season called Steven Universe Future. And I'm loving it. Is I'm, that out yet? Yes, it is oh, out. Well, it, came out it came out last week. Okay. And it's, it's coming again every, every Saturday right now at 8 p.m. Uh, I don't know whether it's Central Time. Uh, but anyways, uh, they've had a, a really great launch. Um, Steven Universe is, is a really great cartoon about a little... Uh, no, he's not really little. Uh, but a, Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. But a, a boy who was half gem, half human, and everything in between, and everything, and is discovering his own world of dealing with... Dealing and knowing with what that means, right? And dealing with puberty. Uh, right now, actually, he is. I, yeah. feel, I feel that uh, Steven Universe's future... Is uh, is all about 
Stephen coming to age of everything that it is now. Whereas um, Stephen Universe, the original series, was all about what Stephen is, explaining exactly what Stephen is. Because it's not until the yeah. very end that you do actually find out, big spoiler, spoiler alert right now, you actually find out that he is in fact a fusion. He is a what, what I would imagine you would call a permanent fusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so if for a fusion, what that is is that he's half. He's a combination of, of gem and uh, and human. Uh, whereas gems have this ability to fuse together and become something else. Yeah. I mean, they they did hint at it throughout the whole show. Yes, and totally they, did. You don't see it until yeah. a lot of the things yeah. that they're they're releasing now on Steven Universe Future about these hints about what he is, where he came from, and even a lot the of the stuff. His mom disappeared. Yes. And she never came back, mm-hmm. and he has her gem. And then they even show that hey, gems can fuse with humans when he starts fusing with Connie. Yes, yeah. And just they they slowly give you the hints, and they it's it was really well done the way they they slowly brought you up to speed to give you that moment to where you then look back and go, I should have caught it here. Oh yeah, yeah I should have caught it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the series is really really great, and it touches on so many important topics. That uh, you know, our uh, the kids our favorite band, our girls uh, that have broken our hearts, or the, the Matrix. Matrix. Uh, it, it touched on so many topics that I feel that uh, our kids are eventually going to face, will face, or have to face, and it gives them, it delivers them the confidence to try to deal with it in a way that is, you know, can be clearly understood and grasped and accepted. Cartoons are so different than when we were kids. Yeah, absolutely. When we were kids, yeah. it was like, oh, he got blown up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, am, I am an well, avid... All the Ninja Turtles were eating pizza and kicking robots. Yeah, now it's like, this is how you feel about yourself inside, and this is how to step up to a bully or to express to the person you love, and it's like, why are cartoons so deep now? <laughs> no, it's not deep now. They've always been that way. It's just that we don't always have a cartoon that will do that that will kind of push those kind of boundaries. I don't even want to say push those boundaries, but just talk about it. It's okay to talk about these things. I remember growing up and watching certain things like, um, gosh, what was a cartoon back in the day that would have, I, I want to say, I want to say Macross, actually. I think Macross. Well, see, that's, but the, here's the problem with Macross or Macross or however you want to pronounce or it. Robotech, or Robotech. Yeah, or Robotech. Those aren't cartoons. Those are animes in Japan that were created for older teens and young adults mm. that were put over here. Because most animes were created for, you know, high school men. So it's not like these are... Macross wasn't something that was like, hey, little kids in Japan who are seven and eight years old, watch this. I don't believe that that's the intention. Okay, okay. Give me, give me a second to yeah. think of a title. Uh, maybe even uh, Ronin Warriors. Um, I don't know Ronin Warriors enough to defend that one. I think to fight you on this. I want to say that possibly because I'm trying to think of, of uh, cartoons that I remember watching when I was younger before before I realized you know what yeah. what things are coming into now. Uh, I'm talking more of Western cartoons, what we grew, we no, grew yeah. up with, because you have to think we come from a very Puritan based society in America, so. It's not like it is in European countries where it's a little more open, you know, like things are talked about, feelings, sexuality are talked about here. Right, we're right. very closed off. Yes. Boobs are evil on TV and here's six words you can't say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we come from a very sheltered way. So just think about it that way. I'm not talking about, you know, like, hey, I watched Danger Mouse and that taught me how to be a good person. 
Right, right. No, Which Danger Mouse didn't, but it's a phenomenal show. Uh, no, no, you're right. You're right. It's it's uh, they were they were cartoons created for entertainment and only purely for entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, even uh, even uh, Scooby Doo, I want to say, even though it had real ish type characters. Again, I'm doing air quotes on a podcast, which nobody can see me doing it. <laughs> I think we should uh, change the name from winging it to air quotes. Air quotes, <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yes. Uh, Nick, Nick, uh, 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 Nick. Uh, Rick and Eddie bring you air quotes, yeah. the podcast, um, <laughs> where even uh, where there was those are teenage characters put into rather dangerous situations, but they they went through it comically as as comically as possible. Um, whereas I guess that's where was a, was a draw for me towards anime because it it dealt with situations and things that were were I never saw on cartoons here. And the little things that always bugged me. You know, actually, would, uh, one of the things that always always bugged me growing up with watching Ninja, Tur- Ninja Turtles was um, the fact that uh, April O'Neil's she always wore the same outfit. They all always wear the same outfit. Well, the, yeah. technically, the turtles aren't wearing clothes. No, but Shredder wears the same outfit. Splinter wears the uh, same outfit. Yeah, you're April right. O'Neil wears the same outfit. The boss in the radio uh, in the news station. Uh, Myra, I think her name is. The assistant always wore the same outfit. Yeah. I mean, that's just that was just cartoons. I mean, look at The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. The that, Simpsons that was... have been wearing three outfits <laughs> each for thirty years. No, I'm sure. No, that's yeah. that, that's not what I'm saying. We can name, yeah. we can name, name off a number of cartoons where a, characters wear. Yeah. Where, but I remember growing up, that was the that was the first cartoon that I recall watching where I saw that I noticed it and it irked me uh-huh. and it irked me before I saw the existence of of anime. Where I, I actually saw where characters did wear different outfits depending on situations. Yeah, and not such not situations. Well, not but situations, just, but like not situations. But yeah, depending on the anime. Like, well, the anime, but in, within the anime situations, like oh, hey, it's late at night. I'm gonna wear my nightgown, yeah, or yeah, I'm going uh-huh. to school. I'm gonna wear my school uniform. Yeah, I'm yeah. out playing with the with my friends. I'm gonna wear my jeans. Like depending on what the scene called for, the clothes fit. It just wasn't one set of clothes and one drawing reused animation. Right, which which I will give give in defense of April O'Neil's uh, jumpsuit. It it's was a, it was yes, it was an outfit for all occasions. Yes. It certainly was. Um, rain, snow, sun, the yeah. beach, it didn't matter. No, it did not matter. That same yellow yeah. jumpsuit, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but but we've gone we've gone off topic yeah. a little bit. Uh, going going back to Steven Universe. Yes. Um, so the the new episodes just came out. Uh, it was four episodes released. They had a whole hour uh, punch of it. And it was fantastic, I want to say, because of the fact that it's it's a brand new era. It's a brand new. It literally is a brand new era within the the show itself. It's era three. Um, it's a, it's a brand new series where where Stephen is becoming a young adult, and I like seeing these challenges that he's being faced with. I like seeing the direction that they're they're taking it, and I like seeing the the way that everybody is growing in the series. It's 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 awesome and and new and fantastic and I, I can't praise it enough and i hope uh the, the staff get to do you know more seasons of this because i didn't even think there were they were going to do a, a series after this ended because um if you see what's happening now uh one of the things that they're alluding to is is more about uh pink diamond's past and the abilities that she has now um there is actually hints about stuff in the previous seasons which is really really cool because it shows that they were doing this the whole entire time which i love Stuff like that. So is this new show supposed to continue from where the movie ended? Yes, it actually, it actually does. Continues? Yes, because oh, wow, you can okay. see it from the from the very intro to the show. There was a brand new character that was introduced during the movie called Spinel. Spinel is actually seen on the shoulder of Yellow Diamond in the intro. 
Oh, wow, okay. Which I haven't checked yet, but I, they had the Cartoon Network had released the the new intro on YouTube before the series came out. I don't think you can see Spinel on probably, the shoulder. They probably admitted they, her they may, so, yeah. yeah, I think they may have. I'm not exactly yeah. sure. I have to go back and check. But yeah, there's little little touches like that. Uh, but going back to the movie, thank you, Eddie, because um, the, the whole plot of the movie was fantastic, too. Uh, the music is, is great. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did because I'm a sucker for musicals. And there was practically a song a minute during the whole entire movie. And uh, just one thing that I want to talk about really quick about the movie itself is the amount of references in it uh, because there's so many. And the first one I want to mention off is something that is is a really cool nod uh, to, to well, Spinella herself is modeled after an old-timey type of cartoon structure where her eyes, she has the, the pie Slice yeah. eye where it's the cone, you know, reflection in the eye. That's that's the design of her eyes. Where uh, that was the style of old type cartoons, old forties, old yes, nineteen forties and I'll say thirties and forties or forties and fifties. Yeah, around yeah. that era. And and then her herself, the whole character, as I don't I don't think she. There's a scene where she isn't moving. She's bouncing. She's like constantly going along. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because yeah. Uh, of how the music. Uh, a lot of those other ones used to have music and companies to it, where you know the characters are bouncing and dancing along. A lot of times before the voice, before voice before acting. Before voice acting, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, one of the great things about her animation style is that she has... 30, sorry. Uh, the, the Spinel character has two... Uh, when you first see her, she has two, two tufts of hair. Uh, when, she, when she becomes positive and the heart diamond, her heart gem uh, flips upside, uh, right side up, um, the tufts become more heart-shaped. And in every scene that you see her, those two heart-shaped ears, I want to say... They're always in frame, no matter how she changes her head, how she turns her head. So like old Mickey Mouse. Not old Mickey Mouse, new Mickey oh, Mouse. Oh, new Mickey Mouse. New Mickey this? Mouse, yes, yeah. which is an actual rule for, of animation of Mickey Mouse. Oh, and you go, if you go back old, uh, far enough in yeah. the older um, uh, cartoons of Mickey Mouse, that rule isn't necessarily applied. If you look at examples now, you definitely see it. Huh, I'm not exactly sure when it was is implied. Is it ingrain the It the is image. a rule. Is it, do you think it's a, it's a subconscious thing by Disney to ingrain that image of if you see a circle with two circles up top that the first thing you're going to think about is Mickey Mouse. It was a decision made um, by Walt Disney. I'm, I'm 99% sure that this was a decision made by Walt Disney because I think he did start to recognize that the How Mickey design it was. Yes, yeah. it was becoming so iconic. So it became an animation rule of Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So that no matter how he turns his head. The, the best example I could say is if you ever catch Mickey Mouse Club Clubhouse, yeah. um, no matter how he changes his head, both ears are always present, which can be sort of weird sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but that's how that's how the rule is. And Spinel has the exact same rule applied to her. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, which is so cool. Um, I have to keep an eye out for this now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, these are things that I, I had noticed. And um, luckily, I, I want to say luckily, I was aware of this. And I saw that they did this kind of, kind of attention to Spinel and Steven Universe, which, again, just, just makes me love it even more, that they do these kind of little nods. Um, and speaking of nods, uh, another great example that actually, uh, a reference that I saw in the movie, it took me, I don't know, I want to say like maybe three times before I noticed it, three times watching the movie. Um, there is a scene where Connie bursts into the house and she's on top of Lion. And at first, like, I didn't understand why she came in and she's, she's wielding her sword and she's like guns blazing, ready to fight. And she, she pops in. And she slides across the floor with the sword in hand on Lion. 
And it took me a couple times to realize that that scene was a reference to Akira with Kaneda on his bike. Oh, that's uh, weird. It, when, when he does that iconic slide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when he, scene, yeah it's yeah. like early in the movie too, right? Or, I, no, think, halfway? I think it's later in the movie. That it's when he's going to fight Tetsuo, I and think. And he does that right? full yeah. screen shot yeah. slide. Mm-hmm. That, that, the Kani busting on the lion was a reference to that. Which is, I think, is so cool. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to know of Akira, but you know, there's so, there's a whole generation now that we would not catch that. You know, I've never seen that. Yeah, oh, you should, you should watch it. That's, we'll talk about amazing cartoons. It's one of the few cartoons that, like, or animes, or it's a movie that holds up. Like the animation style in it. This movie was done in 1981, and if you oh, watch okay. it now, it is still valid the animation style it does not feel like it was done in 1981 i just wanted to say that yeah they usually they usually remaster these cartoons right like the latest yeah but that one i mean i've seen it on vhs all the way up through i think blu-ray and it just it looks phenomenal no matter what i think in the mid i want to say in the mid 90s um they did a uh, redubbing of it and i personally i can't i can't watch it i can't watch if you have hulu they have it on hulu they have the uh, old. They have subtitled and dub. They have the dub, the the new redub. I don't like the new redub um, because I am so um, in, like in, ingrained in my head the voice of, of Kaneda because uh, in the original dubbing of it, it was voiced by the same uh, voice actor that did Leonardo in the um, Ninja Turtles cartoon. Oh, wow. So, so that's the voice I, I want to hear when I when I watch that movie. So, if you can get your hands on a, a VHS of it, watch I mean, that that's version. What, that's the version I watched with VHS. Yeah, yeah. VHS. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do, we, do we still own VCRs, guys? Yes, yes, I do. Oh, do you still own one? Yes, I, have I do. One at my desk. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have one right here at my desk. We can walk out there, and pop in a tape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, I got two more. I got two more references that I want to point out. Okay. And it's from I, the movie. I can't wait because. I want to talk about serious things after this. this, this your conversations are heavy enough. I want to talk about serious well, stuff next. Get, get ready for this, okay? Yeah. So when uh, when Spinell's character is first shown in uh, in the movie, and she's attacking the three of them, and she's singing that great song of uh, what's called, um, gee, it's great to meet your oh, other friends. It's called Other Friends. Um, and she's, she's uh, swinging around, fighting them, and she's swinging around a, a Skype. And the whole method that she's swinging around, I'm, I am pretty sure it's a reference to uh, a character named Maka from Soul Eater. Because in that anime, she, or she, the main character, Maka, and her partner Soul, who's a, who's a, can change it to a sky, she, she twists around, around her body like constantly. And uh, Spinell does the same thing. I'm pretty sure that's a reference to that. And also, okay, this will be the last one that I will talk about. Uh, is um, Spinell does a reference to uh, Sailor Moon when and later on in the movie um, when she uh, explains to Steven Universe about what happened and what made her turn her heart turn upside down because of what Pink Diamond did to her. Um, she changes from the good-looking Spinell. I shouldn't say good-looking Spinell, but the from the Spinell uh, with the hearts on her head to the Spinell with the tufts. When she does that, she um, the background changes to a flashing motion. And see her, she herself changes into a like a light silhouette form of herself, and she she spins around and and throws her hair back, and the the hair changes, which is very reminiscent of the Sailor Moon magical oh, yeah. transformation. But so many people have used that. That's nothing uh, yes. new. There are a lot of shows that do that. No, yes, yeah. there are. Uh, That's a very Teen Titans Go 
Yeah, it does the that home, every time the they do the leg day. Yes, the, the yeah. lady leg assist yes. does that every yeah. time. Yeah, uh, so. Yes, but um, but it's yeah. it's. I want to say that it's important. Regular that show did it in. Regular show did it. Yeah, in the didn't they do it? Well, they didn't. No, no, they did something. that was closer to like old Voltron. I'm thinking of. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I just I like seeing these old you know callouts to uh, you know stuff that that uh, I imagine influenced them to the where where they are today, and and yes I, I love the series I love this movie I can't praise it enough uh, if you haven't seen it please do um, you guys watch it again please <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd recommend it I, I enjoyed the movie I've, I've not I've never seen the the show mm-hmm. this is my first time like actually I used to watch the intro to the Steven Universe show because I liked that little music a little song yeah, that goes yeah. to the intro yeah but that's as far as i would watch <laughs> right and then you recommended the movie i watched it i love the story thank the, you for the doing story that story that's being told in the movie is very heart you know yes very warm and, and heartfelt yes and yes. it was really good and i enjoyed the musicals you know and uh, i thought it was a good movie I, I, actually i wouldn't mind now going back to see if i can get into the show so probably start from the beginning because it, it wasn't very interesting because i had a lot of questions for you like yeah you know, yeah where where is the mom? What happened? Did they yeah. ever explain those things? And you yes, were like, they do. Yes, they do. And yes. I was like, okay, yeah. So for you, did, yeah. did you like the movie? Oh, I haven't finished the movie, but it's what I've seen. I've liked. I, I used yeah. to watch Steven Universe. I used to watch it weekly when it would come out, and then I kind of fell off watching it because you know, it's it's a it's a good show. It's a really good show. Yes, it, is it is very deep and heavy. It can be, yes. and it's it's enjoyable. He's an enjoyable character. All of the gems are just great with their own personalities and kind of like they do mention in the show, but it kind of feels like all of the gems are a different personality that a mom would have split yes. up into their yes. own. And without it, that all is of point. them, yeah. there is they, I remember an episode where they talk about that, but yeah. without all of them, he couldn't grow into a functioning adult because he needs each one of those portions of that oh, person, wow. mm-hmm. which he was always lacking from the one mother figure, but he... Mm-hmm then gained it in the three gems who don't really know how to interact with humans, which was also a really fun thing, but mm-hmm. they kind of did their thing. Yeah. But, yeah, what, so, yeah. What, oh, yeah, so I want to talk about serious cartoons yeah. What did now. you want to talk about Invaders now? in. Uh, the Invaders most serious in. of all serious I cartoons. Yeah, you should have yes. known it was going there. Yeah. You were getting heavy there, and I was like, man... This is going to be hard to follow up with how serious of a show Invader Zim is. It is on the other side of, of the, the spectrum yes. of, of cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Invader yeah. Zim is a cartoon that is uh, as serious as it is funny. It's as, as funny it's as it funny is serious. As it is not serious. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. It's created by a comic book artist slash writer named Jonathan Vasquez, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who did uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and Squee before this. And some other offshoot, uh, smaller comics. Um, just phenomenal artist, hilariously funny person. He he did a uh, a summer short of teen, Teenage New, yes, Mutant Ninja did. Turtles on Nickelodeon, yeah. which is like, so good. Yeah, and he's just he just so he had this show. They put it on Nickelodeon, and it had two and a half seasons. I want to say was the final count of it. I thought it was three. I thought it I had wasn't like a full three. third season. No? It oh, wasn't okay. a full third season. Um, and it's just a hilarious show about. Uh, a really dumb alien who's sent to Earth so <laughs> yeah. that his people who are trying to conquer the universe can try to forget about him and his adventures on trying to conquer Earth, but he's just so dumb. It's so good. And his interaction, he goes to school, his interaction with another boy who's named Dib, who's obsessed with the paranormal and aliens and Bigfoot and stuff like that. So he's yeah. the only one that notices Zim's an alien and everyone else is like, 
yeah, right, Dib. Sure as it's an alien. And it's like, say, just because he looks different, he's an alien. That would make old kid an alien, too. And it cuts to the back of the class, and there's this really old, short person in the back of the class. He's like, hey, guys. And that's just kind of what the show is, and it goes on like that. They, are, It's their weekly adventures of fun. Yeah. To, to Dib's defense, I think Gaz, his his oh, sister, I think I think she knows or, or like accepts it, but she just doesn't want to give yeah, him the, the Gaz credit. is the smart one in the show, the yeah. one who understands it as where she sees everyone else in this world and the show as an idiot. Yeah. And yeah. it's just beautiful because she knows he's an alien, but she yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. Because she's like, why... Gaz kind of feels like that character. It's like, why do I care about this? I'm going to grow up and go live my life anyway. This affects it none, so why should I care? It's great. You know, uh, to, yeah. to add to uh, Invader Zim, gosh, uh, the voice acting on this is, is phenomenal. Yes, it is. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the voice actor that does Dib, uh, he used to be Chuck on uh, The Wonder Years. Oh, was he? Yeah, if I I'm think, not mistaken. I think you're right. Yeah, and then uh, Gaz is uh, Gray De Delise. I'm really bad with voice actor names, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm I'm not really doing myself yes. justice right now because I can't recall the, the so, two. So Zim, though, is the same voice actor that did Daggett in The Angry Beavers. I see. I never watched that oh, one. That show was so good, too. Talk about another Angry serious Beavers? show with yeah. heartfelt moments and just like, powering those points home about how to grow up. No, it was another cartoon that was from Nickelodeon about <laughs> two beavers who lived in a dam and Norbert was a smart one. I can't remember the actor who voices him, but he has this very distinct, very deep voice. I can't even try to even do an impersonation of it. And I've seen him on other things, you know, like blonde hair, I've seen him on other TV shows and he's the smart brother and Daggett is the really dumb brother. So he's kind of like Zim before Zim was around and it's just... It sounds so familiar to me, Angry yeah. Beavers, but I just yeah. don't even call it. Yeah, it was two beavers and just their daily interactions with beavers living in a dam. So like, oh, the corporation's trying to knock down our dam because they want to build a water ride through here or whatever the situation <laughs> is. There was just them fighting with themselves like, oh, we can't sleep, so we're up all night and we're starting to hallucinate because we haven't slept in days. Just things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Invader Zim is a great show. It was sad to see it go the way it did. Nickelodeon kind of did that show wrong. The way they handled it. Okay, um, so I I did I did look it up because yeah. I was curious about it. I, I was wrong. It's uh, the voice of Gaz is Melissa Fawn, okay. uh, but I was right about Dib. Um, he, he used to play Chuck on on The Wonder Years. His name is uh, Andy Berman. Okay. Yeah, and okay. Uh, and also because I, I I can never remember his name, but Kevin McDonald's in this too. He voices yes, one of the tallest. He's the tallest. Yes. Yeah, Kevin McDonald. Um, do you, kids do you in ever, the hall. Yeah, kids in the hall. Uh, you ever seen it's Lilo and Stitch? Hair, he talks like yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Lilo and Stitch. She does the one eyeball creature thing. The green, alien, the green alien from who comes down with the big with the with the doctor who's supposed to be watching the doctor. Have you seen Lilo and Stitch? I've seen of course, you've seen Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh-huh. yeah. But yeah. Yeah, he talks like this, and he's just a really yeah, skinny guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kids in the Hall. If you ever watch, if you ever can watch Kids in the Hall, check yeah. that out. Yeah, I've great. seen yeah. a couple of episodes. Of no, that. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah, he's one of them. One he's of the the sh- no, he's the shorter, curly haired guy with glasses. Yeah, with really big glasses on there. Have you ever seen the I'm squashing your is, head? Is, is I'm he, squashing your head. That one. He's does he brain, come out in uh, Brass brain. from the Past with? Uh, yeah. No, no. That's that that's one? Andy McDonald. I want to say Blast from the Past. Blast. What is that? Mr. I Love Brendan Fraser doesn't yeah. remember Blast from the Blast Past. From the past? What is Blast from the Past? Brendan Fraser is a kid in the was a baby in the fifties whose parents or was he not born yet? I he think he was not, born. He in, was born he was in the shelter. So in the fifties, 
his parents thought that a, a nuclear war was going to happen. So his parent, his dad was Christopher Walken, built this fallout shelter, closed it what? because he knew that radiation was going to be there. It couldn't leave till later. They had Brendan Fraser. This is Brendan Fraser? Yeah. Yes, this uh, is Brendan Fraser. Wait, wait, to get that right, I love Bedazzled, okay? I, know, I, I love know, that I know, movie I know, I know. with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> and okay. Casino Man. And, oh, I do love it. Seen on there. You go. Yeah. See. Yeah. Okay. Come on, the mummy. Uh, oh, yeah, the mummy's pretty. Two. The Come mummy's on. pretty so, good too. So, isn't that? Wasn't that Topher Grace? Not not no, Brendan no. Fraser. It's Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. And Black no, not Topher Grace. What is the guy that played um, Spider Man? Uh, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. No, That's not the one in in this no, movie you're talking about. No, no, no. not Blessed. Yeah, Blessed. Christopher Walken's the dad, Walken, and they send him up, and he meets Alicia Silverstone, and she helps him, and Andy Andy McDonald or Kevin, is it Andy McDonald? Shoot. One of the kids in the hall plays her uh, gay friend. Yeah. You, yes. I, you're, you're talking about... Uh, Last from the past. No, you're talking about <laughs> Tobey Maguire. It's not, no, it's not it's Brendan Fraser. I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look this up right now. Back, back, to, back to Zim. They put out the movie yeah. um, Enter the Florpus and... Enter the Florpus? Yeah, Enter, enter, enter the Florpus. Enter yeah. the Florpus. Yeah. The thing is, we were going to talk about this about a week after I watched the show. It's been about four months since I've watched that movie. And I love Invaders in, but I've only watched it once. It's been that long. It's been that long. Yes, no. it has. Yes, it has. It's been Where's a long time. time. Go? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes, and, it was. Yes, it was. Right. It is. Course, course. Yes, it is. I don't know why you question me on things like this <laughs> when I'm 100 percent sure on things. But yeah, so the Florpus was just a really good movie about just the Invaders in it, universe. It, it kind was, of it kind of answers like what happened during all this time. They even poke fun at that when the movie starts, like. Dib, uh, Zim has disappeared, and Dib's oh, yeah, like, yeah. what's happened to him? So they don't try to pick up from, like, day after the show ended. Uh-huh. They give you the time gap, like, hey, this is when Nickelodeon canceled it, and this is when we made the movie. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Which is, goes, goes to show uh, Jonan's uh, sense of humor. Oh, sense of humor is hilarious. Yeah, like, yeah. If you get a chance to read his comics, they're just funny. Uh, they're just insanely hilarious. Um, yeah, probably my favorite comic book artist and writer. Uh, would be Jonan Vasquez. Yeah. Follow in writer after him would be, I don't know, I want to say maybe like a Grant Morrison or a Peter Milligan, like a more serious writer. And artist, it's Mike Allred after Jonan Vasquez. Jonan Vasquez and Mike Allred right behind him. If you don't know Mike Allred, he did Mad Men, Mad Men Red Rocket 7, Ecstatics, which turned into X Factor. He does a very um, like Andy Warhol pop style of art. For his things, I'll show you pictures of his stuff, and you—I'm sure you've seen it before. If you've seen comic books or know anything about comic books, you're looking at me with this face like you're so confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Eddie and I are in the same yeah. boat here. Yeah, we're we're not. We're, yeah. yeah, I didn't read comics growing up. Oh, sorry. I, yeah. yeah, I am also the nerdiest of everyone in this room, and I understand that. And well, I can you, accept you that. also are the oldest, and so therefore yeah, you've had the most experience. Oh, yeah. I'm the oldest, so <laughs> there were only comic books before because there weren't other forms of media. Uh-huh. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So uh, okay. So, anyways, going back to uh, Enter the Florpus. Yeah. Um, th- this 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 whole movie was just so funny. I-, I think one of the funnier bits for me that really got me laughing was um, when uh, I think it was like the parade was going on and Invader Zim was up in the window <laughs> yeah. and Dib was in the yeah, on like, the floor. Hey, hey. Dib! Uh, what? <laughs> what? Then yeah. just the both the back and yeah. forth. Yeah, yeah. It's just... I think the funniest thing that just embodies the idea of Zim is. He's like, where were you all this time? He's like, I was working on my master plan, and they cut to him, and he was just standing inside of a toilet. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you were standing in the toilet the whole time? The whole and he's time. like, yes. And he's like, <laughs> he's like laughing in the toilet because that was his master plan, and it's just 
Oh, it's just so good. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, I hope, I hope um, they'll do more. I mean, do you think I they'll think do that's more? It. Or I that's think it? that's it. Yeah, it's one Gosh, of those things. That's that I, sucks. Real quick, because I know we're coming to the end here, but I did want to bring up one more cartoon that sure. did come out that is kind of the blast from the past. What is it? Uh, they did much like they did Invader Zim. Nickelodeon also let Netflix do a Rocco's Modern Life. Ooh, oh, I haven't seen that. Way. I haven't yeah, seen that. But. I used to watch a lot of Rockers. So it's where Invader Zim, I felt, was really well done and crafted to fit into the universe. Uh-huh. Rocco's Modern, it felt like a movie. It felt like a, it felt like a movie and it was coherent in one. Rocco's Modern Life just felt like a really long episode. It made me sad. Oh, that that no seems way. like a weird like choice to oh, me. I love Rocco's Modern Life. I, I, I caught like an episode or two growing up. I didn't have... See, I watched a lot of Rocco's Modern Life too. It was around the time. That was like the follow-up to Ren and Stimpy. There was Ren and Stimpy when I was like six and seven and eight. And um, after that came Rocco's Modern Life. But that and was only available on... Um, Nickelodeon, yeah. And it was only on cable, right? On cable, yeah. yeah, cable which, on yeah which I didn't have. I remember... I remember I'm, I was so young when I watched that, so I don't remember you were too what it was about. This. Yeah. But I remember watching it as, as a kid, and I remember it was once the cable was gone, that was it. Yeah. I, I wasn't able to see it anymore. Yeah, it's just about a wallaby and his friends, a cow and a turtle, and them just living in a town. Yeah. He worked at a comic book store. Well, don't exclude and... the intro. The intro is done by the B-52s. Oh, it is, yes. Yes, yes yeah, it is. Which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, I know that much. Yeah. Rocco's Modern, modern Life. Life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was a rock lobster. Oh, gosh, you know, I I imagine uh, I I I, I want to look it up now. The the voice actor that does the the, the main character, the the Wallaby. I, I imagine he's done other stuff too. Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't know that show. I mean, I I think I've seen a couple of episodes yeah. when I was younger. Like it was just like a nonsensical kind of show, wasn't yeah, it? That's very yeah. much what I like. I mean, Vader Zim is a nonsensical kind of show too. Oh, but there's a plot to that. There is. There's this very loose plot of yeah. hey. He's trying to take over the world, and this is the one kid who's going to stand in his way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas Rocco, Rocco's Modern Life was just kind of like his day to day kind of thing, right? Day-to-day. So at the and end of Rocco's Modern Life, they get launched into space. And, well, really? Yeah. At the end of the series? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Why? I don't even remember why. But the movie picks up from there. Them trying to figure out a way to get back to Earth, and then the way they bring him back to Earth is just really like. You could have come up with something a little more inventive, but then if you did, it wouldn't be Rocco's modern life. And so that's where <laughs> that's where the problem is. And then they get back to Earth, and the whole point of the show is if you've watched Rocco's Modern Life, they were obsessed with this television show within the show, which I love that there was a show within the show uh-huh. called The Fatheads. The Fatheads. What? Really? Yeah. And that was the name of the show that they watched. It was about these things that came out of some guy's ear. They were earwax things. And basically, they had parking meters, and they would just whack each other in the head with them. And that was pretty much the the premise what? of the show. The, it was a, a mother and father, and then they had a son later on. And that was the show. And basically, the way it tied back into the show was the fat heads were a representation of Rocco's neighbors, whose son, who was also, I want to say transvestite. I hope that's the right word for this. Um, is a transvestite in the show, in the thing, and that's why he fell apart because the parents couldn't accept it. Made this show to represent his love for them and just how he grew up in such a dysfunctional home, and that's the fat heads. Wow. Yes, yeah. it's a little deep. The show can get a yeah, little deep sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that is a lot. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, really yeah. quick, because okay, so I did yeah. look up. I, I, the reason why I looked up uh, the voice actor for. Um, Rocco, yeah. um, because I knew it sounded familiar. He did Laszlo in in Camp Laszlo. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So I knew I, I knew I I had heard it before. Yeah. Uh, really talented, actually. Yeah. I didn't know that uh, he does. He's, he had done so much. Um, he also does. I don't know. You guys watch Reno Nine One One? Yes. He's Deputy James Garcia. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. I, I never watched Reno 911. Oh, you have such a good Australian accent there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm showing the guys a picture yeah. of him now. His name is uh, Carlos Alazraki. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Carlos. I, I don't mean to, to uh, butcher your last yeah. name there. But if you ever want to come jo join us in, on the show and come talk to us, we'll gladly yeah. uh, have well, you on. Well, now that I've said that I did the Rocco's Modern Life, just felt like a long episode, and I didn't mean any disrespect by it. Well, there's it nothing on him. Does, I know. It just didn't feel like it was meant to be a movie. It felt like it could have just been slapped on at the end of the series more so, which is good in a way, I guess, but... And also, I was expecting a little more. It was very, the plot was, yeah, like I said, Rocco and them come back to Earth, and they're like, hey, everything's changed. Everyone has, like, cell phones and Starbucks everywhere. It's, oh, they're, oh, trying, yeah. they're trying to poke fun at modern society versus uh, the 90s society yeah. versus now. Because, like, that was, what, that show ended 90s late, or early 90s, right? Yeah, or, or mid-90s, Mid-90s? Yeah. And so they're just poking fun at, they've missed an entire generational yeah, change yeah. from VHS to streaming media on a telephone 24 7 mm -hmm. and their show being canceled so their whole oh, purpose really? of the show is we need well rocco the other two uh heifer and filbert are just like so oh, overwhelmed. yeah the cow and the turtle yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Heifer and filbert <laughs> heifer, are so yeah. overwhelmed by society that they just eat into it they're drinking coffee 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 <laughs> like oh my god a new phone came out they slam and crazy <laughs> slams on the floor to go get the other one a new one comes out like yeah. in front of the whole thing so there's a lot of the current jokes that we see a lot so they weren't very original in that case but then yeah. Rocco's so obsessed with recapturing his past which I collect old video games so <laughs> I guess I do the same thing but in a different way that he went to have the show funded and brought back and then it's just this whole it's basically a one-off adventure about how he gets the show back on the air or tries to oh yeah. that's meta it kind of is. It's meta. And then at the end, it kind of also helps bring the family back together who had been dysfunctional. But huh. it just didn't feel, I don't know. There was just something about it. It was just kind of when it ended, I was like, I still didn't feel conclusion. I felt like, well, so next week I'm getting another episode, right? Yeah. It didn't kind of like tie a bow on it to a degree where I could put it away for a while. It just brought back like, man, why is there not more of this? Ah, okay. Instead of this being like, this is a one-off special, guys, to kind of help you, you know, relive Rocco's modern life and then kind of put it away for a while, put it to bed and say, hey, cool. Everything's kind of tied up and good. But hmm. It's just kind of just like back to the mundane of Rocco's modern life. That's interesting because if I'm not mistaken, Invader Zim had an ending, right? It was just kind of like everybody just went back to the thing. It was, it was closure. Yeah, there, there was, was closure. It felt, it felt like closure. Yeah, and yeah. at the end of... Uh, well, yeah, because at the end they just passed up Earth and everything like that. The Earth and Armada yeah, passed them uh -huh. up and he just kind of felt like what the like what do he, i do yeah, yeah what do back i do to, yeah. yeah back to yeah yeah back to the usual grind yeah. uh and uh, with steven universe too it, like i felt like at the end of the original series there was closure and at the end of the movie there was closure yeah uh, the, the rock goes to me at least if you get a chance to watch rock of modern life it's only it's not even relatively long i think it's only like 40 or 50 minutes too it's not even as long as some of the other animated but it hmm. didn't quite do it for me it was enjoyable i'm not saying i didn't enjoy it but it just didn't quite get where i was hoping to you said that's available on Netflix. Uh, Netflix, yeah, yeah. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One last thing I do want to bring up because yes. speaking of Netflix. Yes. And this is a totally different direction, but I don't think we talked about it last time, but have either of you seen The Irishman? No. What? no. I actually The Irishman on Netflix. What is that? Okay. Three-hour movie. It's a three-and-a-half-hour movie. About oh, three-and-a-half-hour three movie, movie. Movie. movie about Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa? What? You're so young. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, Jimmy Hoffa. Don't worry about Isn't it. he the the wait the, wait the, wait wait? Give me a second. Yeah. Let me try this. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Hoffa, because that's that's the that's the butt of the jokes about the missing person, right? Yes. Like the Simpsons. Like there's a Simpson scene where the guy's running on the football field yeah. and he trips over a mound yeah. of dirt that's in the shape of a human body lying yeah. down. Because he's he was uh he was um the union rights union. fighter right? Well, not the union rights. He was the leader of the Teamsters. He oh, started yeah. the unions and yes. and, uh, and he, he disappeared. He disappeared. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Good. You do know who Jimmy Hoffa was, yeah, just uh-huh. as I do. Yeah, better than yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Right. I didn't and know. so this is basically well, the Irishman's not about Jimmy Hoffa, uh-huh. but it's about a gangster. It's based on true stories. Who was friends with Jimmy Hoffa in his life? Wow. And it's De Niro. Um, Al Pacino and De Niro Pacino and Joe Joe Pesci. Whoa. Yeah, they're bad. And it's phenomenal. The story is good. It's long, though. Get ready if you're going to watch it. It's a day. It takes you, you, your day is gone. It's three and a half hours. It's intense. It's gone. Never in the movie did I feel like it was slow or boring, but I remember after the movie ending, turning around and looking at the clock and being like, it's that time already. Wow. but you got three powerhouse actors oh, there. Yeah, Pacino's phenomenal. De Niro's phenomenal. Pesci's great. Um, they're all good equally. Personally, I loved Pacino the best, but I also enjoy Pacino as an it, actor. In general or in this movie? In general, Pacino in this movie, for me, because I have a bias towards Pacino, definitely um, Pacino. He was okay. so good as Jimmy Hoffa. Okay. Um, but it's just a really good movie. The weird thing is, though, because it's not weird. It's It's much like when we put makeup on people to make them older, they use computers to make them younger so they didn't have to hire actors to teach them how to be Robert De Niro Mm. and Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. Mm -hmm. They just had them act their scenes with their emotion and then had computers de-age them. Mm -hmm. So you can tell it's there, but if it doesn't bother you, the acting is so good you get past it, but you do notice it at first. You're like, yeah, that's a computer face. You can just tell, obviously. But it was just really cool that they did this technology for this kind of serious movie to let you have De Niro being Robert De Niro as a 28 year old out of the military without having, you know, Oh, Hey, we got Zach, Zach Efron to play Robert De Niro here. <laughs> oh, hey, young. Zach Efron. Wow, nice. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so you get, because it can capture all the facial and the expressions and the tone of his voice and the way they deliver lines and their interactions together. It's just, it's oh, a really okay. fun Scorsese movie. If you like Scorsese movies, and you like Scorsese gangster movies, Right up your alley. Didn't Take we talk? Time. Didn't we talk about like some of those? Sound, sound like some casino yeah. and yeah, casino, Goodfellas, uh, yeah. uh, Godfather. No, they weren't on the Godfather. No, no, no that was Pacino yeah. and. Uh, is it only? And, is it only Casino and Goodfellas? Well, ca- Al Pacino's not in Casino. Al Pacino is not in Casino. Or Goodfellas. Yes, right? he is. Is he? No, he's no, not. He's not. Oh, no, 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 he's not. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Robert yeah, De Niro you know and Joe I think, I'm, I think yeah. I'm confusing him with Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, Al Pacino. Scent yes. of a Woman, Al Pacino. Yeah, uh-huh. The Godfather, uh-huh. 1, 2, and 3, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarface. Yeah, Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Uh, yeah, Scarface, yes. yeah. yeah. Um, Jack and Jill, Al Pacino. <laughs> Jack and Jill <laughs> wow. reference in there. Good job. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome <laughs> for that one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Heat, Al Pacino. I said and Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah, they're both in that, too. And Al Kilmer. Yeah, and Before he got fat. In what? One movie? Heat? Have you ever seen Heat? No, I don't think so. Heat's great. It's also filmed here in Los Angeles. filmed right in downtown LA. It's just great. Oh, okay. I could have sworn you mentioned that. Oh, by the way, we're in Los Angeles, if anyone wasn't aware of that. Uh, I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, well, who's not in Los Angeles? Everybody's in Los Angeles. Whoa. Don't say that to a New Yorker. Hey, I'm walking here. I'm not in Los Angeles. That's my New York accent. Oh, I see. That's my California, New York accent. You're welcome. 
Uh, well, I was like, and then Chicago. Of... Hey, we're here watching the Bears. The Bears game. No, you don't like the Chicago <laughs> accent. Uh, the Bulls. You, hang, you, the hang out, you hang out with that guy from Chicago upstairs enough to hear this accent all the time. Uh, yeah, there's there's this great line <laughs> in uh, Mystery Science Theater where, uh, gosh, I forget what oh, movie. Mystery Science I Theater. love Mystery but Science Theater. But it's not Theater. even like real Mystery Science Theater. It's Netflix. It's new the Mystery reboot. Season. It's yeah. the reboot. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Joel, Joel, no, Jonah, Jonah Heston. Uh, which I, I don't. I wonder if that's his real name. I just know that's his name on the show. Uh, okay. Yeah, where um, gosh, uh, there's somebody, somebody on the screen, and he has a he has a, a mustache, and and uh, Gypsy comes down and says um, he he may be uh, gosh, oh man, I'm I'm, I'm butchering it. He may be his, his shirt may say uh, Park Ranger, but his his mustache says Chicago Police. There Chicago you go. Chicago Police. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, grab my bag from over there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chicago accents. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where to go from there. Watch the Irishman. <laughs> yeah. Huh? All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, that'll do it then. Uh, so all right. Let me say thank you to Nick. Thank you, Eddie, for joining us on this episode of Retro Lunch Break the Podcast, Winging It, Episode Two. Uh, this has been great. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Retro Lunch Break.